You're listening to your Dental Top 5 podcast with Amanda Hill, informing you on the top trends in dentistry every Thursday. Brought to you by the creators of A Tale of Two Hygienists podcast. And now, here's your host, Amanda Hill. Hello, 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 and welcome to this week's episode of Your Dental Top 5, where we take trending topics in dentistry and break them down into five usable highlights that you can take back to your op, your life, or just look smarter at your next dinner party. I'm your host, Amanda Hill. So to start off today's podcast, we're going to do my top five favorite things of the week. So right now, my top five favorite things are spices by Penzies, because we're cooking a lot right now, because we're not going anywhere. This mask that my neighbor sewed me, it was so nice of her. Basic Bites, oh, they're such a great way to keep my pH neutral. Uh, Bark Thins, Dark Chocolate, Almond, and Sea Salt. Mm, It's a yummy treat. And Toothbrush Shields. They're like a mask for your toothbrush, and they're super cool. So, on to the show. So, we are recording today's episode on New Year's Eve, and we are going to talk about the top five hygiene articles of 2020. And to do that, I have brought along one of my super cool friends, Kevin Henry, who is the editor-in-chief of Dr. By Cuspid and the founder of Ignite DA. Kevin, thank you for coming on today. Absolutely, Amanda. No better way to end the year than talking to you. I'm excited about it. I'm excited about it, too. And, you know, writing is something that a lot of people want to get into. And maybe that's a goal that somebody has for 2020. They want to write an article. And I often get calls or emails or whatever and be like, how do I write? And, uh, and often I refer them to you, Kevin. So can you tell people a little bit about how they can write? Absolutely. You know, um, I love to encourage people to write. I love to work with people on their writing. To me, writing is something that, you know, I I always look at an article that I publish and know that my great, great, great grandchildren will have access to it now with the World Wide Web. And and to me, that gives such a better insight into who I am and what I believed in for future generations and current ones, of course. But that's how I view writing is that it's kind of a way to look into your passions, your soul, your your way of thinking. And you share that with your colleagues. And there are so many people out there that you may not realize think like you do and want to be inspired and learn from your thoughts. And, And so that's why I always encourage people to write, because there are so many people out there who are wanting to learn. They're a sponge. And that knowledge that you've got inside that head of yours, if it can come out and help somebody else, what better legacy is there out there? I, I agree. And I, I got to say, Kevin, I would have told you that there's no way that I knew how to write. <laughs> and and I got to tell you, everybody, the way to write, to learn how to write is to write. Yeah, agreed. And it's it's really not as hard as you can make it up to be in your head. I, I think you build it up as this Godzilla that you've got to tackle. And whenever it's, it truly is the whole elephant one bite at a time analogy that we've heard forever. And, and so you're right. I think that diving in. And then working with someone who has kind of been there, done that. And I'm always happy to be that person, uh, you know, to help kind of mold that ball of clay into something that you're proud of and that uh, other people will read. Absolutely. And I have to say, you are a chief encourager, without a doubt. 
Well, I, I, uh, I appreciate that. I came into this industry from sports public relations 20 years ago, and I knew nothing about dentistry other than what I had experienced as a patient. So there were so many kind people in this industry who took me under their wings and said, here's what you need to know. Here's who you need to meet. And, and so I've always felt like I want to pay that forward. Uh, so I'm always happy to help people in any way I can. That's awesome. Well, let's launch into the top five dental hygiene articles of 2020 in Dr. Yeah. Buck Cuspid. There's, there's a familiar name up there at the top. It's strange, I tell you. Who might be? <laughs> who might have written that top article? Well, let's see. Maybe the top two. I don't want to give a spoiler Ooh. here. You know, who could that be? <laughs> that was a crazy excitement. So listeners, when this list came out, um, I, I, you know, sort of started to look at it and I was like, oh my gosh, wait, hang on. I wrote the first one. Like, whoa. And then I was like, oh my gosh, I wrote the second one. <laughs> and this is coming from somebody that did said that she didn't know how to write. So, well, um, and, yeah. and I thought it was hilarious because I was going to send you an email later in the day saying, hey, congratulations. And you beat me to the punch. So I was like, you know, that's really cool that you were that excited about it. Uh, I was dancing around my house, uh, yelling <laughs> and screaming. And yeah, yeah, it was very exciting. So, so what was the top article? What was it about? Well, it was this Amanda Hill uh, hygienist. Uh, and, and one of the cool things was the timing. And I think timing is such a key thing whenever it comes to hygiene as well. Uh, and writing overall is that there's a hot topic out there and somebody wants to give their opinion on it. And when you wrote this, we were in the height, height, height of the early stages of the pandemic. And you wrote an open letter to Dr. Fauci uh, from a hygienist. And, and that's exactly how we titled it, an open letter to Dr. Anthony Fauci from a dental hygienist. And it was talking about how that when this was all over, you wanted to make sure that dental care was being looked at properly in terms of the overall health of the patient. And it struck such a chord with people because there's so many who, of us out there who want that same thing. And you had the courage and the perfect timing to say, yeah, we're stuck in a pandemic right now, but when this is over, how are we going to look? How are we going to be? And, and I thought your spin on it was just fascinating. Well, thank you. And I will tell you that I did mail it to Dr. Fauci. Oh, that's awesome. Um, he has not responded, but I did also email him and invite him on the podcast and, and his people did respond and they said he was too busy. <laughs> oh, well, Hey, at least a response. So that's very hey, cool. But I got a response. Right? That's awesome. <laughs> yes. So one day, maybe yeah. Dr. Fauci will come on the podcast I, and we can I, talk about it. I hope that it's soon that he has time, you know, yeah. and that he can take a little breath here. I trust do me. hope he can take a break <laughs> soon. Poor guy. <laughs> Yeah, it was funny when I wrote that letter, I had no idea what I was going to do with it. I just wrote it. Okay. Um, and then somebody said, oh, you should you should email Kevin Henry. <laughs> so that's exactly what I did. And I'm so, glad you did. Uh, and there you know, it happened. And, and one thing that I love to do, just so your listeners know, is that I, I pull up Google Analytics every day. I've got it up on my screen. And I love to look during the day at what people are looking at. And when our newsletter goes out every day at 3.30 Eastern time, there's always this spike because people click their emails. And I love to see how long that spike lasts. And I remember specifically this day, it just kept going. And, and I was like, okay, we struck on something here. You know, and, and it was, it's really cool to see those articles that our readers just jump on and they just love. And, you know, and it makes a difference. It really resonates with them. That was, well, it's super exciting for me. So what's article number two? Well, this Amanda Hill person, uh, you know, uh, amazing. No, you know, 
one thing that I remember back about the pandemic, and I know all of your listeners do as well, is the tension that there was. And between the dentists, the hygienists, between dentists and team members, I mean, it, it got ugly there for a little bit. We know that. We remember that. And you dove right in. Again, you hopped on a hot topic at the moment and gave your analysis of it. And I think that's what people really resonated with. So it was six steps to reduce the tension between dentists and dental hygienists. And it was a very concrete step-by-step article. It was not, you didn't take a side. It was very much, here's what we need to do to get past this. And again, I think that was the life preserver that a lot of people needed at that moment. Yeah, it is. It's amazing that when you, you know, for anybody that's thinking about writing, I got to tell you, the thing to do is the second that you get this idea in your head, start writing. Yeah. Because that does seem to be like when it's the most impactful. When I take an idea and I just leave it and I shelve it and then I come back to it later on, I'm like, oh, I lost it. Like it's gone. So just popping in and just starting to brainstorm it out really, I think, does help resonate with people. Well, and and there are a lot of things in the news that I don't know about you or your listeners, but I think, oh, how could that relate to dentistry? I mean, it's just this little switch. And it feels like that's kind of what you've done with these articles that have resonated so well is again, it's a hot topic. You took the initiative to write about it and then send it in. But the one thing that I will say is that you also let me know it was coming, you know, so it wasn't like the surprise that I got in my inbox, you know? And so communication is always a good key as well. Whenever you're working with an editor, or you do want to write something is just say, Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm writing this. Would you be interested? And trust me, all of us who are editors say, uh, yes, please. And we're very excited about that. All right. Well, what was number three? So number three, sorry, Amanda, we got to knock you off the throne here. It's okay. Uh, you know, but that's all right. Cause we're going to go clinical here. And it was what store bought mouthwashes kill SARS CoV-2 in half a minute. And there was a study that came out uh, regarding which mouthwashes were the most effective against COVID-19. And there was a, a lot of background behind this because it was a study that was uh, published ahead of being published. So there was still some work to be done on it. And our readers certainly hopped on that and said, well, you know, the study, there's some results here, but maybe they're not the final results. So, but we love to get things to readers ahead of time so that they can be prepared for what might change or what the uh, researchers initially found. And that's what we found with this. And so there were a, a pair of mouthwashes here, uh, including uh, Listerine advanced gum treatment uh, that contained ethanol, ethyl, lauryl, arginate. And I'm sure I butchered that, but I'm still going <laughs> to say it anyway. You know, but they still said that that, that was a key ingredient in killing uh, the coronavirus uh, after 30 seconds. And and it's amazing how much all of that information changed over time. Oh my I gosh. felt like I felt like all of it, like what you knew in March, we debunked in August, and then we it was amazing. You're the right. Change that happened. Yeah, uh, you know, a friend and I were were speaking over the holidays, and we were talking about how that the numbers now, you know, at the time that we're recording this, versus whenever this all first started, you know, and and if we would have just been mortified if these numbers had presented themselves in April or May, but yet we've armed ourselves with so much knowledge about how to combat it now that it doesn't seem as scary, even though the numbers are are so much higher, but knowledge is such power. Knowledge is huge. And I think that that had a lot to do with, you know, in that beginning, that that scared feeling, that angst that everybody had was just not knowing what was going to happen. Absolutely. Yeah. I agree. And we like facts. 
We do. And and we yeah. like, yeah, we not spun facts, but actual right. facts. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. All right. Well, what was number four? Well, Amanda played a role in this one because I, I reached out to some of my hygiene uh, friends out there and Amanda was one of those. And, and I wanted to ask them whenever dental practices open back up, how are they feeling when those doors open back up, were they excited? Was there a sense of dread? Uh, were they worried? Were they, you know, anxious? What what were their feelings? And so I talked to to a few hygienists, and it was uh, titled "Hygienists Walk Fine Line Between Anxiety and Sense of Duty as Practices Begin to Open." And to me, that headline summed it all up because I think so many hygienists were so eager to get back. But there were still so many questions about what that was going to look like and how patients were going to respond. And, you know, looking back, we, we know the answers to that now. But at the time, there was a lot of what ifs floating around out there. Absolutely. It came down to, again, not knowing and that, yeah. that fear and, and just not understanding what what laid before us and, and what was going to keep us safe. Yep. And, and now and- I'm marching into the op and I'm not really I mean, I'm putting on a lot more stuff, but I, I, I don't know. I don't I don't feel that anxiety that I felt. At the very beginning. Well, and, and I think the PPE and the scheduling and, and the meeting the patient in the parking lot and all this stuff has almost become now second nature. And so one of the trends that I'm watching for 2021 is when we're when this vaccine is, is truly out there for so many, what will dental practices do going? Will they go back to the way they did things or will they keep this going? I'm, I'm very curious to see that. Happen. I was just thinking about that. I think I think my surgical cap is always going to stay on my head. I kind of okay. dig it now. Yeah. Hey, you know, yeah. I, yeah, there are things that at first you're like, oh, this sucks. But now, you know, it's like, oh, it's not so bad. Right. My hair feels so much cleaner at the end of the day. <laughs> That's a good All thing. All right. Well, what was number five? So we know as dental professionals, the link between uh, oral health and overall health. And there was an article. Hence my that, letter to Dr. Fauci. <laughs> exactly. So, you know, five ties back into one, actually, in some ways. Uh, so there was an article that we published called Gum Disease May Affect COVID-19 Severity. And there was a research article that was originally published in the July issue of the Journal of the California Dental Association uh, that basically, just as the headline said, they discovered that those who had periodontal disease may have more severe COVID-19 complications, you know, because of that. So it's a good lesson, you know, as we move forward that, yes, taking care of your mouth is important during a pandemic and every Wait, other Would you time. say that taking care of your mouth might be essential? I'm just going to throw out that essential is a good word to use with dentistry, period. You know, and I hope that's a lesson we take into 2021 is that, you know, it's not it's not like the scene in The Hangover where the, the guy says, oh, you're just a dentist. You know, is that we all move forward as essential medical just as much as dental. Absolutely. I, I think that if there's, you know, many lessons to be taken from from 2020 and from this pandemic. And, and one of them, I think, is that that patients have figured out, oh, wait, maybe maybe my mouth is connected to my body. Maybe this matters. And and like the, the quote from my letter to Dr. Fauci was that dentistry and medicine has been social distancing since before it was cool. That's true. I would like to think that maybe dentistry and medicine, when it's safe, will stop social distancing and we can kind of come together and, and really care for people. How cool would that be for a 2021 thing to happen? That would be the bomb. It would. Just saying. Well, let's review the top five. So number one was an open letter to Dr. Fauci from a dental hygienist. Happened to be me. Yes, of course. <laughs> number two was six steps to reduce the tension between dentists and hygienists. I, and I think, we've, I think we have done some of that, which I'm so feeling too. good about. Yes. 
Number three is what store-bought mouthwatches kill SARS-CoV-2 in half a minute. Number four was hygienists walk a fine line between anxiety and a sense of duty as practices begin to open. And number five was gum disease may affect COVID-19 severity. So that's what people were reading in the land of hygiene in 2020. And and I'm I love these look backs because you go oh yeah you know and you you remember what you were feeling during that time and and what the the high point of the news was at that time, and so a year yeah a year from now I'll be interested to see what we what we uh, ingested this year. Yes, we will have to make a date to do this podcast again a year from now. I can't wait. Let's do it. Awesome. Well, Kevin, if people want to reach out to you, maybe people want to write for you. How can they reach you? I would love that. Uh, just so you know, I love working with new writers, experienced writers, any kind of writers. If you have a, an itch to write, reach out to me, please. It's kevin.henry at drbicuspid.com. So kevin.henry at drbicuspid.com. And, and I promise you, you'll always get an email back from me. He is really good about that. He's right. <laughs> Well, listeners, we all know that only four out of five dentists could agree. So if you have something to add to this top five, or you have an idea for a whole nother top five, email me at amandahillrdh at gmail.com, and we'll be sure to include your dental top five. Make it a great day. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of your dental top five. Be sure to join us next Thursday to hear more from Amanda. 